our Halloween episode. Halloween's in five days. And then the next episode, it's November. We're off to oh, Thanksgiving. I mean, midnight on October 31st, <laughs> Halloween is over and we have moved on from spooky you, season. You don't like spooky season. <laughs> spooky season like. is done and we are over and we are into holidays. Just holidays generally. Holidays. Two months of holidays. Two months of all the holidays and the cheer and the... Family. Cozy fires because it's cold outside, I, yeah, I and hope so. uh, all of those things. Spooky season is done. Okay, so then this is our Halloween episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you have a ghost story? <laughs> Do I have a ghost story? Is there a musical? Because today's panel that we're releasing is Singing in the Frame. Uh, is there a musical Halloween? I mean, Hocus Pocus, there's a little bit of singing in that. That's pretty good. Is there a musical? I mean, the uh, this is not at all a musical Halloween thing because the thing that I came closest to was the musical episode of Buffy. I mean, it's spooky and yeah. musical, which we were going to talk about that. So, I mean, that somewhat crosses over, I think. I mean, I'm assuming that Glee had Halloween episodes. Yep. Sure. Yep. Oh, Rocky Horror Picture oh. Show. You know what? Maybe I'll go back and rewatch that. It's yeah. been a minute. A long number of years minute. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because I think I would like more of the musical Halloween. I Look, I am neutral on Halloween, with the exception of something that is my favorite thing, which is Reese's P- Peanut Butter Pumpkins. Yep. Yep. I mean, that's clearly, clearly the most important part of the holiday. Been established. I do also like... Oh, you like those candy corn pumpkins? Well, no, I, no, I like those too. I mean, yeah. we can just list all the candy and the Cad- but I Cadbury do, eggs. The thing that I love the most about Halloween uh-huh. is scrolling through Instagram and uh-huh. seeing pictures of cute kids and animals in costumes. See, it's not really my thing. Oh my gosh, animals in costumes is the best. I, I think I feel sad for them. <laughs> most of them look really uncomfortable. With the Last concept. year, I. You know, we have Emmy's doggy daycare that happens quite often at this house. Um, And I had three dogs in my possession last year during Halloween. And I put Halloween costumes on all of them. (laughs) And we went out and with my neighbors gave kids candy. Did you just have costumes for dogs or did you go buy them costumes? I uh, had costumes for dogs. (laughs) Well, I did go buy Neville. Neville was a skunk. Was, Was he a pickle one year? No, but Ruby was an avocado. Oh, okay. Ruby's an avocado and Ollie was a candy corn, a baby candy corn. Okay. And the skunk costume was a little tight on Nevi. Yeah, not going to lie. Yeah, yeah. But they were absolutely adorable. I'm so, sure they were very cute. But how much did they enjoy it? You know, <laughs> I don't know that they loved it, but they tolerated it. And I gave them lots of treats. They sure. got lots of Halloween treats for it. Great. So I don't think I got one good picture of all of them no. in the costumes, but no, they were still adorable. Well, I can get behind that. But other than that, I don't, you know, anytime I get really stressed out when somebody's like, we're having a Halloween party and it's a costume party, like... I just get really stressed out. Like I, I pretty much don't go. That's how stressed out I get. <laughs> but you could do like a really easy costume. I know, but then these people go so over the top, and it's like oh, I just well, wore true. a witch hat. Like, but I think that's okay. I've got some pirate hats. If you ever just need to like put on a pirate hat, <laughs> if you ever just need to <laughs> just, do it. If you just need to go somewhere as a pirate. I've got one you can borrow. Okay. I mean, I do. I am a pirate. So, but yeah, they stress me out a lot. So I'd rather hand out candy to kids, to be honest, but no kids come to my door. Oh, that's sad. Oh, yeah. Maybe. No, I don't know. Fine. I don't know if that's sad or not for you. you know. You're like, no, but I get to eat There's all the candy. There's also a lot of stairs, so who knows? <laughs> oh, that would be a lot. Going up it would be a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> true, true. Um, well, transition, not really, except for the musical part. Today's panel, I think this is the first of its kind. At ATX. About musical episodes. About Well, we do a lot of music in TV, music supervisors, that sort of thing. But this really talking about where music is 
And when I say a core component, because there's obviously a lot of shows that have amazing soundtracks, but a core component where they are singing. They are singing. Yes, that's the musical part. The character on TV is singing at some point. Yes. A lot of people have very strong opinions on whether or not they like when people just burst out into song that versus is, they don't people, versus something along the lines more of, because I feel a music show is also Daisy Jones and the Six. Correct. Or a music show. Yes. So like... Well, I guess this crossover because I we wrote down Daisy Jones and the Six, Nashville, Empire. I added Smash to the list. Mm -hmm. And then like Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, High School Musical, the musical, musical, the series. series. But I even think in Smash and Empire, they do they not break out in Nashville? Do they not break out songs Mm, sometimes? No, I don't think so. Okay. As Smash, I actually Smash, don't know. Might. Well, what's interesting about Glee is my memory that yeah. I have not fact-checked Great. is when they first did Glee, the idea was it was not going to be a just break out into song show. Like, like in the hallways. Of in the, the hallways. They were going to sing a lot, but it was going to be, you know, they're part of a Glee singing Glee group, like yeah. Glee Club, that that was going to be the when they sang and they very quickly realized like that was not going to be feasible for them to have the amount of music they wanted in there if they didn't just randomly break out into songs. And so I don't even remember if the first episode completed that thought before they're like, no, we're just going to, I do know that people have that strong feeling. Cause I will say one of my favorite movies of all time is singing in the rain, the play on this Mm -hmm. title. And they, they kind of do both. Like they both break out into song and then they're musical numbers on movie sets and things like that you know it's a fine line sometimes it is weird when somebody just starts singing in the middle of like a line and then it just turns into a song but if done well i'm fine with it i mean you know that i deeply love it i just (laughs) everything in me feels like we should all just burst in a song at all times And it makes me really happy, which is why I actually don't know that I knew that. Deeply love the Buffy musical so much because in I believe all of these other shows that we've talked about, they are actual singers, people that are trained in singing. They have musical careers. They are supposed to sound good. They're supposed to be something that then you want to listen to all the time. Whereas the Buffy musical, part of it is that they're not supposed to be strong singers right? because they're not. It's like, what if a normal person, spoiler, there's a spell cast over Sunnydale and that is why they bust into singing. But like anyone could bust into singing at any time, whether it doesn't automatically make you a great singer, right? which is more the musical world that I would live in (laughs) if we were to just bust into song at this moment in time. I mean, there is also a difference in Broadway singing and like pop singing. Also and, true. And like, a, they are still good singers, obviously, but it's a different. Sometimes it's spoken singing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you have a preference in the type of show, of a Glee type show versus a Nashville type show, when it comes to music, or do you care? Does it depend on the show? It depends on the show. That's fair. Because like. I actually remember really liking Smash for a while there. And like, I'm pretty yeah. sure they break out into song. And I mean, maybe it's rehearsals. I don't know. Well, it's also different. And I didn't watch Smash, so I don't know. But the original songs versus yeah, covers. Sure. Because in... Well, that's like Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist is it's mostly covers. Covers, yeah. 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 But I that one, I, I did not quite get there. With, I liked everyone in it, but like that break into song. It, yeah. Where that also had a level of like, could they see her singing? <laughs> like, well, that was there. And that's a little bit even like what the show is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because even just like the whole premise of the show. Yeah. Whereas Glee, I mean, it's a young adult show. At yeah. least starts out there in high school, which I think you do know that I deeply love high school I shows. I do. I do know this. And so there's also a difference in that where I'm like, yeah teenagers just jump around singing songs choreography love it all versus adults are just not as interesting to me no i understand i do know that and understand that well so today's panel has kevin McHale and ashley fink from glee yes talking about musical tv shows including glee yes and i will say when we put this together because ashley and kevin obviously talk about glee a lot they are very good friends I believe it's where they met, but now that I'm saying that, I'm not 100% sure. We had 
asked them to do this conversation and told them, you don't really have to fully just talk about Glee. Like, it's really just the concept of making a TV show where singing and music is the number one component in it. This is a conversation about about Glee. And (laughs) it's really interesting and fascinating. I think the one, not even disclaimer, but the one thing that I really appreciated about it is I think the world knows if you've ever read anything about Glee, there's a lot of tragedy that came out of it and a lot of hardships around that show. And they have such a positive view of their experience on it, not sugarcoating or discounting any of the negative negative things that happened, um, especially to any of their castmates, but that it was a truly special experience for them. And the way that they talk about it, even how hard some of it was, is done in a very beautiful way and a beautiful conversation. And you can tell that they got their friendship out of it and a number of friendships with the cast and crew. That is just like a really nice thing that you want to come out of a TV show. Love it. Well, with that, we'll let you hear from them. This conversation is moderated by Trevor Scott from We Are Austin from CBS Austin. And he's great. Hey everybody, how's it going? I'm gonna swap. Stand by. Still hear me? I'm traveling. Here we go. Uh, are you having a great morning and a great fest so far? Yeah. I've been told by sources inside this room that this is a very lively room. Is this correct? Yeah. Good, because you have a very lively couple of guests coming up who are having a great morning. Big fans of Glee here. Yeah. I thought so. Well, these are micro sessions. I don't want to waste too much time. So let's please welcome into this room. We've got Ashley Fink and Kevin McHale. Come on in. I want you to keep the applause going all the way in till they get in these chairs. Legends among us. Yeah, it's just Topo Chico. It is just Topo Chico, right, Ashley? Sure, sure, sure. It all makes for a good panel. No worries. After you. Okay, thank you. Come on in, guys. We're so excited to have you. Thank you. Welcome, welcome. Thank oh, thanks you. for having us. I'm uh, surprised we haven't gotten kicked out yet. No, we... <laughs> we not for lack of trying. <clears throat> had a great time in the green room already, guys. Yes. Yeah, this is going to be a fun one. I want to start off, first of all, by congratulating you, Ashley. For those of you who might have been at the Cheers reunion on Friday at ACL Live, Ashley... <laughs> participated, and then for those who were not, Ashley participated in the live script reading of the pilot episode of Cheers um, with a fantastic bunch of TV faves, and you knocked it out of the park. How was it? <laughs> uh, thank you, and uh, I'm still floating. Like, I don't, yeah. was I there? I don't know. You sure were. Um, it was incredible. Like, it's one of those moments that in your life that doesn't feel real, and I will think about forever, you know? Please tell the audience what James Burroughs told you as you exited uh, to, or, or entered stage, because I would put that on a t-shirt and on my tombstone. <laughs> I, I mean, I might, quite frankly. Um well, I'm a huge fan of Jimmy Burroughs. Like, sitcoms are actually why I became an actor. I auditioned for NYU with a Friends monologue and got in. Because <laughs> they're idiots. No, just kidding. Um, but, uh, so, I fangirled, like, hardcore when I met him, obviously. And, that, and he was so kind. And then as I'm walking on stage, he just screams. He's like, Ashley, don't fuck it up. <laughs> And I was like, this is the best, worst thing that has yeah. ever happened No pressure, to me. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> because if I wasn't already nervous enough. Yeah, right. Like, and of course, they introduced us to the entire original cast before we went on stage. <laughs> so it was like, no pressure. Yeah. Um, That's amazing. Well, yes. you, you crush it. And you. Kevin, you are actually on our show on Friday. We are Austin, weekdays at 9 a.m. on CBS Austin. Uh, That's right, watch it. Or you Live suck. from here, from the Jim Hogg room. And with, that was a lot of fun. You've been really busy. You hosted this, this a sing-along as well. You, the two of you had a lot of fun there. Good, <clears throat> good times are had thus far at ETX Festival, right? Yeah, I can't complain if you were there at the sing-along. Sorry for anything we Ooh. might have said or done. No, there are very big smiles. I don't think that's a problem. Yeah. I received many a concerned text from Ashley the next day. Like, <laughs> oh my God, what yeah. did we do? Yeah, I did. I was like, we forgot there were other people there yeah. watching us say things that we would say. Um, but then it was so much fun. Conga lines and all that oh, stuff. Everyone but... was great. So if you were there, thank you for being such thank an you. incredible crowd. It was oh. very, very We amazing. bullied people into singing. They did not want to. Do? We were yeah. on a show that was very anti-bullying, but turns out. Turns out. <laughs> Turns out it can be really helpful sometimes. You know, people really don't talk about the positive effects of bullying. <laughs> we, and we witnessed that on Saturday night. Panel Friday next, night. Uh, panel idea for Just next year. kidding. That's Sorry. actually a really great segue. Uh, and I think a, a part of that, well, yes, let's talk about bullying. No, really, the fact that, that your uh, rapport, um, your friendship, 
you guys are really tight. And I think that's kind of where I want to begin. We're going to talk a lot about what what it was like to make Glee. Uh, we'll get there. But I want to start with kind of like lingering impressions. So we're we're eight years now, eight years past the finale yeah. of oh, the series, season six, your right? Your words. Crazy, we're right? old. Whoa. No, yeah. not at all. You were just tiny babies when it was on. That's all. <laughs> I'm still a tiny so, baby. That's right. <laughs> I am just a, a whisper of a girl. <laughs> what? Both of you barely here, very demure also. Um, what is your, how do you feel in your heart? What does the Glee experience mean to you now? How does it feel? <laughs> I think <it's>, uh, <laughs> Uh, That's where you want to start. No, go ahead, Kev. It's all you. I think Let's it de- get into depends it. on where, uh, where, and who you ask. Um, That's for me, true. and when? Yes, for me, it was one of the most positive, greatest, joyous experiences, and mostly because not because you queued it up or teed it up. Um, the relationships that we made with the cast and the crew, we were a gigant. We were obsessed. Obsessed with each other. Obsessed. We, we still be. are. We, but... we still are. It's so embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and, you know, when you make a TV show or a, a film, there are hundreds and hundreds of people there every single day yeah. that are there before you, that leave after you, and make less than you. And it was just an, a joy to get to be with them. We had very little turnover in yeah, our crew, our which crew was, was crazy incredible. because it was not the easiest show to make. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the hardest show. I think it was. We're going to get into that too, for sure. It's like us in Game of Thrones, you know. Yeah. People always compare us and it's crazy. I I think Lena would beg to differ, but. Yeah. uh, yeah. Because you watch Glee, you may enjoy the Red Wedding. Yeah. Yes, 100%. Exactly. But it was, I had an an incredible time. Obviously, there were challenges, but at the same time, every start of the season, I would drive through the gates at Paramount and be like, this isn't so bad. Yeah. We're clowns. And we get to make people laugh and cry and sing, and it could be a lot worse. Even when we were driving through all the protesters who were like, no gay kisses on TV, you're going to hell. We'd be like, oh my God, good morning. <laughs> like, I'll see you there. Thanks for watching. Oh, <laughs> Save me a 100%. spot. 100%. I can't wait. If all those people are in heaven, I can't wait for hell. But um, no, Glee was a once in a lifetime fucking experience. Like it's, it's impossible to explain because it's just so like we would film and then we we went on a worldwide tour and like people would wait outside like we were the Beatles. Like people had signs with our faces and names on it. Like it's does what? And we never understood it. I like Amber ever. Riley. I remember accosted <laughs> like oh one of gosh, those I know exactly people what you're sleeping saying. outside the hotel and she was like where is your mother where is your mother like, in london yes in london she's like yeah. why are you here when was the last time you went home she's like i haven't bathed in seven days she's like go home 100 percent. like we were concerned i will never forget for that amber would also usually people always like want to come up to you and give you notes when you're on a tv show like you're the writers producers oh, or whatever wow. we're like like we have a say and amber would just be like write a letter write a letter and we'll just give them Paramount's address and it was like the most incredible move anyway that's incredible let's talk about making it because uh, you know television is theater Uh, when you're talking about multi-camera that's especially a thing but this is an entirely different level Um, we're talking about performances choreography learning the songs arranging the songs and we shot on film yeah right so So that was like a whole that was a whole nother part of it TV is hard this uh, kind of gave birth to a new era of thinking about the way that we can do television, it really really kind of did break the mold, Glee did. What was it like to make the show? What was a typical episode like? (laughs) (laughs) It depends on which one. Yeah, um, and it depends which season. So... (laughs) I mean, one and two, obviously. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. All six were fantastic, Ryan. (laughs) You were... Ryan, Ian, Brad just crushed it. Um... Each episode, when you're doing an hour long, was scheduled for eight days of (laughs) shooting. Yeah. I think we made that maybe once. Do you think ever? So I talked to Eric Stoltz, the incredible okay. actor Stoltzy! and director. Stoltz directed a lot of our episodes. And would show up in a 12-piece suit every time. Oh my God, like, I love Like, just that. dressed to the nines. Yes. Of and he shot probably the quickest out of anybody. Yeah. And I think one of his episodes, I think out of the 12 he did, eight we days. actually did it in eight days. And then Brad Brad Beaker was one of our editors. And when yes. he would shoot, because I think it's so amazing. I love having a director that's an editor because they know exactly what they need. Yeah. And, and it's like, I mean, when you get really creative people that are also editors, it's just amazing because it's like so succinct. They know what they need because they're, they're cutting it in their head. And I just felt like he was always really fast. Too. And they would give him sort of the 
bigger episodes, the yeah. competition episodes, because because they're like anyone else is going to take twenty those. days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody, and he did those forever. I think starting yeah. season two or three, and yeah. it was poor him. poor man, sweet sweet man, but sweet sweet man. It was a lot because yes, you have your normal TV show that you're shooting. And then in addition to that, we're recording music. We have dance um, rehearsal. In between lunch. Yeah, like, our, our lunch break. And it's funny you should mention, mention like learning songs. We didn't often learn the songs. <laughs> okay. I remember most of the time going into the recording booth and I had heard the demo on the, the five-minute right drive there. from mm-hmm. Paramount to the recording studio. Yeah. And be like, I'm doing what now? Yeah. It's okay. Crazy. And so you go in there and you're just like, I hope we get this. Yeah. You did. And well, we had amazing, there's a lot of technology that uh, yeah, goes into making that happen. Is, editing is just delicious, yes. you know, but like it's true because not only were we filming on film an hour long television show that was supposed to take eight days and took more like 10 to 12. Sometimes, you know, in one day you're getting pages for an episode that you've done or are about to do. It's not even the one you're doing. And then in your lunch break, you're rushing to record a song and then you're getting I remember the first thriller. It was the Super Bowl episode. Was our biggest episode we literally were learning that choreography like right before and you were like sick as hell and because it was like the end of the year and we were exhausted and you had like walking pneumonia I had so you pneumonia and bronchitis and couldn't push your wheelchair and they yeah. make the fat bitch <laughs> fucking run his wheelchair across a football field for hours. And we were there for like what felt, honestly, I think we worked for like 32 hours or and something. Long Beach. And like, oh, but then Diana gets sick the next day and we oh. shut down. Oh, oh. Oh. Uh-oh. I was like, I'm sorry. I'm dying in my trailer with 103 fever. 100%. Like, God forbid, in like three hours of, you know, prosthetics. Oh, yeah. The prosthetics on and top the- of it. They put prosthetics on us. That's right. But a cheerleader gets sick. <laughs> shut it down. That face has to look good on TV. But the and fat fair, bitch has but- to run him across a football field for 10 hours. You all are getting the real deal. <laughs> this is the team. Yeah, you should not ever. No, invite Kevin and I no. to anything we because we are too honest. Our filter was burned through long ago. <laughs> I'm glad for that, though. But so uh, a minimum of an eight-day shoot. What did the days look like? Were they were they long, long, long days? We had um, a phrase, if you had a full glee day, was when you would do everything all in one day. Yeah. So Everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. If you were recording, dancing, and shooting, and uh, wardrobe fitting. Yep. All in one day, that would be a full glee day. It didn't happen all the time. It happened a lot of the time. A lot of the time. And then Fratterdays. Oh, Fratterdays. Fratterdays start. We, Fratterday Saints. Yeah, we would, because on a Monday, you start at 5 or 6 a.m. And then as the week progresses, actors have to have a 12-hour turnaround. Well, they have to pay you if you don't have 12 hours. Directors too. Yes. But they have to pay you if... And so they were just like, that's just part of your salary at Glee. So, um, but uh, but go ahead, sorry. So by the time we would get to Friday, we'd be starting at maybe 3 p.m. Because we'd push every day. Yeah. And so Friday would be, we would shoot until 2 or 3 a.m. into Saturday. Because there's no turnaround on Saturday. And we would, 2, 3, I think the latest I ever got was at 5.30, like the sun was coming up and they would save all of the choir room reaction scenes for that night so because they were like we know we've got you forever and we would just sit there all night long and be like yes as people were pretend or sometimes actually performing in front of us and 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 i think if you watch the show you would a lot of those adult scenes between like jane lynch and matt morrison all of those things we would be rehearsing probably during all of that. So they had to make scenes that we weren't in because we were in so many. I mean, there were so many seasons where I would just have like a word, yeah. you know, in an episode. Yeah. Like, but you're still there for 16 hours yeah. doing I things. Romy on the, again, the Super Bowl episode, they she they, they had her in Long Beach for three days before she actually got to be on camera. And by the, she's told the story publicly, but like by the end of it, she was just like, she and Dot were in her trailer, just like drinking tequila and watching TV. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, they're like, they're not getting to us. And they didn't. Like it was because it was just so much going on. But I think we were all 
most of us were really good sports about it. And we're just, we all felt really lucky to be there, but it was a 24 seven job. And even on the weekends, we had charity events and stuff like that. I remember we had three days off before tour. And then they're like, actually you're doing the jingle ball or some like kiss FM thing where we had to introduce Maddie fresh. Yes. And it's like, it's like, you didn't really have a day off. No. Uh, But it was, I mean, God, the luckiest thing in the world. I also didn't know any better, which is helpful. Right. That's a very good point. (laughs) Ignorance is bliss in in that regard. This is normal, right? Yeah. (laughs) And a lot of the crew members, Penny, who was like one of our camera assistants, she'd be like, this will be the hardest job you ever have. (laughs) Wow. She's like, this isn't normal. Yeah. I have no idea. No. And we've all said it. You talk to any one of us, anything post this is... (laughs) So much easier. Yeah. I did Criminal Minds while I was doing Glee. I was like, I killed a bunch of people on Criminal Minds. And like, I got there and they were like, here are your clothes. And um, this way to set. And we filmed and then it was done. And I was like, what is happening? (laughs) Like... Uh, it was sh- shocking. It was, it was so easy. Like, I was like, damn, these Big Bang people, oh. they fucking work three days a week and make $500 million? <laughs> oh, we came out the same year as Modern Family and had lots of friends on Modern Family, and we were always nominated against each other and at every award show, so we were always sitting next to each other. And I remember talking to them, like, what's your schedule like? Like, oh, my God, I worked six hours the other day. <laughs> and I was like... Oh, Word? No. I had to drive all the way to Fox Studios to work six hours and make $250,000. And our show was very, very expensive to produce. So we, you know, were not getting those salaries. We're, yeah, no. They well, paid me as a dancer on tour. I said, same. It. No. Yeah. <laughs> So all of that, kind of all of that to say, speaking to the grind, on putting, camera. putting it together. <laughs> cut that. The, Emily, uh, cut it. Cut. <clears throat> uh, the tour, um, the fans, I think, you know, on your end, that is a lot of work. And, and I think what that speaks to, though, is the sheer phenomenon that this show was. Because while all of this is happening, you, right, at home, especially that first season, that what that first single don't stop believing or journey drops and everybody was like what is this right (laughs) triggered we call that pts triggered yeah yeah exactly yeah (laughs) but it did resonate in such a deep way with people i told you on the show on friday i was we we i wish we called it glee club it was just called show choir which was extra queer in high school Um, And I loved it so much. But that was me. That was me. And I was seeing this really great representation. I was also seeing something completely new in television. And it did land with audiences in a very deep way, right? Like, it was huge. What does that feel like? All the hard work and all of that kind of you're putting into it, knowing that it really did touch people in a very, very special way. How does that feel? Touching people in a special way Mm. is actually Kevin's specialty. (laughs) It's on his Twitter bio. With consent. Always. Always consent. Yes. Um, you know, when you get a job, I think the first reaction is you're just happy to get a job. Fucking I'll hell. hopefully have health insurance. Oh my God. Remember insurance? Oh, like pay my, you know, I pre Glee, I, we were filming the pilot and I had to borrow money from my brother and my manager to pay my rent. I remember going on auditions and having to, I was filling up the tank, like counting the cents. I'm like, I can make it there and back, right? With this, like putting 20 bucks in. And so all of a sudden you're on this show, happy to have a job. And we filmed the first 13 sort of in this environment. Yeah, this complete bubble. And we just all became, like I said, so obsessed with each other, cast and crew included. And we had such a great time and we got to perform all these numbers. The only people in the audience were the crew members and they'd sit there and they would be crying. Very much the same reactions as, you know, we found out people were having in their living rooms. Yeah. And we just wanted to keep doing that. And then once we, the show came out and people seemed to like it, we're like, oh, this is great. So we get to keep doing this. But you don't necessarily feel that because we're locked away on these sound stages. And so as hard and as draining as tour was after filming for 10 months out of the year, it was an incredible way to get to experience and feel the real impact the show had on people. Absolutely. Insane. That first, that first show we were in Phoenix and at this theater and we didn't know if a tour was going to work. We're like, this is sort of an experiment. And the people behind the scenes were like, oh, people are going to be screaming. Like it's going to be like a one direction concert. And (laughs) was one direction even fucking out? Oh, you're right. No, they weren't. Uh, that's how old we are. No, that was the. That's next how season. old we are. So there was some reference. There was oh, some. No, no, band. totally, I don't, totally. And, and and we're like, okay. And we 
we were doing the first show and we didn't really know what we were doing. Some of it was in character. Some of it was out. We were still figuring it out. And nobody really cheered or clapped until the very end. And we were like, everyone hates it. <laughs> like standing on stage in front of people for an hour and a half and then like not really vibing with you. It's not a great feeling. And then at the end, then everybody stood up and erupted. And we realized afterwards that people were so used to watching us on TV and they were also treating it like it was theater as opposed to being at a concert that we had to completely restructure how we did it. But being there when everybody thought it was going to be very much one demographic. Yes. 100%. It was from eight year olds to 80 year olds. That was one of the craziest things about and it. You, and nobody actually knew that yeah. because you get your Nielsen ratings all day long. And everyone only cares about a very certain uh, specific sector of that. But when you get to go around the country and then eventually around the world and perform for people, no matter where we went, and if we got stopped, the range of people who watched the show was very, very strange and hard to sort of like wrap your head around. Yeah, People that you would never expect... To, yeah, that was like one of the things I would always talk about. I would, was on an airplane next to a, like an 80-year-old veteran who was like, Glee's my favorite show. And I was like, <laughs> your granddaughter? He's like, oh, no, absolutely not. I watch it every week. Or or uh, this is my favorite, though. I was walking from my apartment to like the Grove in, uh, in West Hollywood. And this person was getting arrested, like legit, on the side of the street. And I'm walking by. And it's like the height of Glee. We had just come back from tour. This person's getting arrested. And he like looks at it. He's like, oh, my God, that bitch is from Glee. <laughs> And I was like, priorities, baby. It was so crazy. You need that on a shirt, too. (laughs) I'm that bitch from Glee. But that's also like, you also went from a a mall tour. Like, the weird thing about Glee is the way it came out. Because I auditioned for the pilot and I didn't get it. And then I, my first episode I filmed was episode eight, which was still in that bubble. Mm -hmm. So the... The pilot came out after American Idol because they wanted to get the attention, but then the show wasn't ready. So it was like, what, 10 months before the... the it was, no, it was from May to September. It felt like forever. Yeah, it was very weird. And and in that time, like, we fucked off to Australia to do... Press. press. And, and by the time yeah. we came back, we were, like, sort of famous. It was so strange. We, it was, like, the most cliche thing, you know, <laughs> to quote Miley Cyrus, hopped off the plane at LAX. <laughs> And we were, there was paparazzi and we were all like, oh God, what is this? Why does anybody care? And I think to sum up this very long-winded answer. Sorry, Trevor. That's why we're here. (laughs) We warned him that we ramble. We were like, girl, cut us off. That's why you're here. Yeah. Yeah. um, Is you're happy to get a job, but to actually get to be a part of something that impacts people in such a positive way um, is extra, extra, extra special. And you can't ever predict that. And I think Ryan Murphy knew that he knew there was i think an audience that needed to be spoken for and represented on tv and i think he might have been the only one who really understood the depths of that and luckily fox was like yeah do whatever you want yeah yeah actually and so the second part of that is you know how does that feel but actually can you speak to why do you think that that landed so hard with such that was actually in my notes is how wide your audience was i think it's because I, I thought about this a lot, and I think, because also, we're in a position where everyone who meets us who's a fan of a show tells us their story, because it resonated with them, and then it's so, it's like, I've heard so many stories, and it's so intense, and I was the same, I mean, I was a fat kid, I was bullied, it was like a whole thing, and I think it was because the underdogs were so represented on a show, like, and it's always like, you know, I love Freaks and Geeks, it's one of my favorite shows, you know, it's incredible, it changed my life, and I feel like... What Glee did was like fame and all these things. And yes, it was full of beautiful people, which, but it it was like everyone felt like there was somebody they could connect with. And even bullies, like even the the Max character, you know, Max's character, uh, Dave, like people would be like, shit, I was that guy in high school because I was closeted. I've like had so many of those stories of being like, I went and, you know, Facebooked the person I made miserable because I hated myself at 15 because of Glee. And I'm like, oh, nice to meet you. I'm eating a burrito. <laughs> um, but it's amazing. Like getting to, I honestly, I, I told you guys, I, I, I friends was my monologue. Like I came into the this industry wanted to do a bunch of weird gay indie movies that nobody ever saw. So booking Glee was a surprise. And then on top of that, having it matter so much and having everyone feel so represented, is just like icing on the cake. But I do think that everyone felt like they had someone they could connect to. And that just speaks to the writing, honestly, and the character development. Like, uh, you know, Chris auditioned for your part, Colfer, and Ryan wrote Kurt. 
like after meeting Chris and like that's incredible like the foresight to include every, in, in the end they included sort of everyone and I think that's why yeah, it, it really did land in, in, a, in a hard way. I mean, and also iTunes, like you would keep an eye out for that episode or that season to drop or even just that single. You would kind of keep an eye out for you download it. People carried this outside of just those evenings that they were watching it on TV. And we've talked about that at the TV festival. I think one of the things that makes this such a special place and that makes television different from other festivals is that you spend a lot of time with these characters, right? You have episodes and seasons and years um, and you're also taking this in in a really intimate place in your living room, you know, in your bedroom on the laptop, like you're taking these stories in, in a really intimate place. And I think maybe that's why it landed. Do you, do you still hear from people? I mean, you both have robust followings on social media (laughs) also because you're working really hard right now. You're doing great things. We'll talk about that. Um, But what is the fan interface now? It's honestly ramped up for some reason i think it's the pandemic everyone watched yeah, it yeah it, it went to tiktok yeah, yeah it was TikTok. good and bad i mean i love me some tiktok because yeah. i don't sleep but um uh good and bad on the tiktok yeah but i, I feel like everyone was locked in their house and it hit netflix and everyone rewatched it in the pandemic i feel like yeah it really came back and we were all mystified as to why <laughs> and at some point because i'm just online all the time and somebody on Twitter was like, you need to go to TikTok. Have you been to Glee Talk? I was like, that sounds like someplace I don't want to be. <laughs> and I went to, I don't know, was it 2021 or 22? My first time to New York okay. after the start of the pandemic. And I was walking down the street with my sister. And we'd pass, you know, restaurants and people would be sitting on the street. And I was getting screamed at and like chased after. And my sister was like, what the hell is going on? I'm like, TikTok, I don't... <laughs> And like nobody knows how to communicate anymore, and I was like, "Everyone's this... gone really fucking weird." Yeah, and like it just feels like 2010. Yeah, and I'm not sure. And I was with a friend of mine, and this group of like 11 year old girls chases after me, and afterwards he was like, "They're newborns." Yeah. What is? I was like, "Yeah, they were not born when the show started." We are older than and them since we've done the show. Yeah, and there's somehow has been this resurgence because I think truthfully, a lot of the, um, some of the uh, jokes and things don't necessarily sure. age well because we've come a really long way in a short period of time. Thank God, yes, yeah. And, and they helped pave the way for that. But That's again, right. rewatching it, yeah. And I sort of thought, you know, Gen Z would not really... Um, Vibe with it. Vibe with the show yeah. in the way that, you know, our generation did. Yeah. And they... Because it's mean. I mean, yeah. it is mean. And and, it, and it's like, which I love about it, to yeah. be honest. Jane Lynch is mean. She's awful. She makes Trump look easy. Like, <laughs> and it's like, but you know what? Life is so mean. Yeah. Like, but you're totally right. I, I, and also Glee had a thing where Glee was the biggest thing ever. And then on, in my opinion, it became a little passe. Like people... It wasn't as like people didn't have as much love around it for me for a while. And then it came back in this huge way with these Gen Zers actually being obsessed with it and understanding it. And it brought it back. And I, I think that's awesome. Because yeah. I think there's always going to be those underrepresented groups. Exactly. And that's the one thing you can always come back. To. And it's like a, you know, Benetton ad where there's everybody in every sort of life that's represented in that show. And I think still, you know, that those Peace standards. Yeah. <laughs> it still needs to be represented. And exactly. we've come a long way, but there just always can be more. Yeah, it's cyclical, I think. Yeah. People are those... that's, the, that's what I was exactly trying yeah, to say. You know? It's cyclical, but when something is timeless, like when you have a connection with something, it, it stays. I love that. Well, typically in these micro sessions, we're not able to do much Q&A from the audience, but I think we can today, which we're very, very excited about. Um, so uh, if, do you guys have any questions? Don't, and don't be shy. Yes. Uh, you said that you never met that eight-day uh, shoot. What yeah. was a typical average I, I would say it was probably 10, ten days, which costs a lot more money because it, it it's budgeted for oof. eight days. Yeah. So then if you go over those eight days, then that's extra money for money. every single person. Yes. And then also shooting on film the first three seasons. I think so. Was yeah. expensive and timely. You know, like check the gate is what you say, obviously, after a tape to make sure there's nothing in the film. And that had kind of become just uh, something we say because it's 
you know, you don't have to check the gate, obviously, when it's digital filming. But on Glee, like, they legitimately had to check the gate and we'd be like, gotta go again. And like we, the Justin Bieber episode, I remember so lucky I wasn't dancing. I was just like fangirling the audience. <laughs> but when y'all were doing that chalk thing, oh, yeah. that was 19 hours. They were dancing for 19 hours. And I was sitting there like, <laughs> um, but I don't remember any of that. And that explains it. A hundred percent. I Night, blacked out. And that was like one of my first big episodes in the Glee Club. I think I had done, you know, the regionals or whatever, sectionals. And then the next one was Justin Bieber. And I remember being like, this is insane. Like they're that 19 hours because the chalk was not working. Yeah, it was. I mean, the Super Bowl episode, that was which was nobody enjoyed. Um, that was 22 days or something mm-hmm. like that. Because and you, like 20 hour days. Yeah, because you start to get backed up. So in the beginning... And we were going on Christmas break. So we also yes. had like everything else we had to yeah. finish. So you start just getting backed up and then you're filming two, three episodes at the same time. Mm-hmm. You don't know like where you are storyline wise. Like, and there's two crews. There was like a, yeah. a, like a crew There's an one. A and B crew. There was yeah. an A and B crew because they would have to be like, oh, fuck, we got to do this shit from this one and this one from this one <laughs> yeah. and this one from this one. And I just, mean, when we went wild. to New York, the end of two. season two, season two we, <laughs> we showed up to shoot. And the script wasn't done. Nope. We were all in New York filming in the middle of Times Square. It's shut down. There's thousands of kids watching us film. And we didn't know how that episode aired. I mean, finished. Like, we didn't know how this was. Like, we don't know where this is going. (laughs) But we're here and we're we're queer. Get used to it. Like, running through Central Park, singing Madonna. We're like, I wonder what happens to this character at the end of the episode. Like, are we going to be back for season three? Who knows? It's so true. And also, like, oh, my God, we're doing Madonna. Fun. Like, what is this episode about? Yeah, like, it's so wild. It was... They would be bringing you pages as you're in makeup. You're like, oh, this is what we're doing? Okay. Yeah. Like, it's wild. It was a lot of logistics, and I don't know how they managed it. I don't either. Because there were 8,000 of us in that cast. Literally, I think I was episode eight, and I was, like, number four. 51 on the call sheet that already had 51 people on it. Yeah. I was like 14. There was like 14 of us on all tour, but like 14 of us, even that is insane. Yeah. It was an epic undertaking. For so sure. big. Something that hadn't been seen. Any other questions out there? Yes. Did you have a, a favorite guest star? Oh, that came on to that? it was a really big part of this show and became yeah. a phenomenon in itself. Yeah. That's a really good question. Who was your, I mean, Kristen Chenoweth was huge. I think Kristen Chenoweth probably has the biggest soft spot for all of us because she yeah. was the first yeah. really big guest star and really delicious took us like under her wing she did and was very yeah. much like you're all my babies now yeah <laughs> That and one less bell to answer. That song is oh, like, jeez. Weekly, it is justice for one less bell mashup. A hundred percent. I mean, I listen to that all the time. Same. So fun to sing. John Stamos was like my, uh, you know, when you're young and you're like, oh my god, that guy's really hot. Like your sexual awakening. Sorry, John. <laughs> I, I don't think you have to apologize. He'd like it. Uh, I told I, I told him to his face. It's fine. Uh, that was crazy meeting him and like he was so kind and then like invited me to Disneyland within five minutes of meeting me. Yes. Yes. I was like, this guy Fully went to Disneyland with him. (laughs) Yes. We fully went to Disneyland with him. And you did? Uncle Jeff. Of course. Uh, And then... um, Also just the nicest... The nicest person. So unaware of how hot he is. So unaware of how oh, hot Jeff he is. Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum was so funny. So surreal. Like, what the hell were we doing what with these people? What were we doing? It made no sense. The fact that they allowed us around these very famous people. It's insane. And then he would like bring plays. I used to work at Samuel French, the publisher and bookstore, as I when I got Glee and I stayed there for like ever. They're like, you haven't been to work in six months. So I was like, you're right. I probably, but I need to, um, I need to Health keep insurance. this job. Uh, anyway, so he would come and bring plays and like just do script readings at lunch in like craft services. And we're like, we're really tired. But it was crazy. Oh, God. That's, that's an excellent question. And that was a very big part of this. It yeah. then became, and I think that's also probably part of why it caught on so much. You had, you were attaching these huge names. Yeah, huge so smart. It was so smart. Was already, he's so smart. Yeah, it had it to like so start smart. turning away people. People, yeah. Because I, it's not often, and I think this is why it was such a big gift for us as well. Where growing up, you're often charged with having to choose, like, do you want to sing or do you want to act? And it's the most ridiculous question. It's like, well, we like to do everything, but there's not a lot of opportunity to do that, especially if you're not in New York. And I I still have never done theater. It's not my thing. Haven't been given the opportunity. And so... It's like your thing. I don't know. (laughs) It terrifies me. I'll I'll leave that to the people who have done that forever. Um, 
And so when you get to do a show like this that really gets to showcase all of your abilities, then there's a lot of really famous people who also have those other sides to them. That and the show- also all their kids w- yes. loved it, too. That and really so helped they could us. do it. And yeah. they're like, I can sing. Yeah. Like Katie Seagal, who played my mom, she oh, was on so the tr- like she was trying for years. She's like, "Tell Ryan I sing." I'm like, "Listen, I, I, you come on whenever you want. If uh, that's not up to me." Yeah, exactly. I know. The, I know the people that would ask us. It was crazy. But was like, you should not. You don't yeah. have to pitch yourself to me. I'm in. Got it. I'm fully in. A Stevie Nicks was like my most special moment. That's we, unreal that you can even say that sentence. That that was by far my most. I'm such a fan of of her, and we did the rumors episode, which I had a solo in that they cut. Um, I know, all this time. so depressing. I and still have I still have the for you right now. I still have the demo, and let's go. No, um, send that to me. <laughs> no. Which song was it? Uh, it? Chris and I had a duet. I need it, please. Can I, you just... I have it, uh, uh, but Corey passed away obviously which is the, the the memories of glee are very bittersweet because we've lost so many people um and when stevie fa- found that out like she had come to set and met, met us all when we had done rumors she was lovely she sent us all flowers she came to set and like did this whole talk with us about losing people to addiction and and was like i'm here if you need me and it was just like what is this life but also like say i think it was like so healing very, very, very surreal. <laughs> like yeah, that's Stevie Nicks giving Nicks. us a therapy session. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, it was wild, but yeah, that was the most surreal, incredible moment. That's incredible. Any other questions out there? There is an opportunity. We have a little bit of time. Yes. So, was Safety Dance? <laughs> I mean, did y'all do that in a live in a mall? Setting? That was in a real mall in front of a fish supermarket. Oh my god, the smell. <laughs> The smell. If you can just imagine. So you know how long these musical numbers right. took to film? In a we're, mall with In hot a real lights. mall with real people walking by and a sweating fish. And screaming at us for like, like being in their way. Where the cameras were set up is where the fish market was. Mm-hmm. And so I was performing looking at this fish market <laughs> the entire time. And also like one of the best dancers on the show. Like on and, and, and in a wheelchair. But yeah. so I love that you got that number too because like other, you know Heather and Harry obviously I mean, but this motherfucker can dance. Well, and so give I was me so a few glad. drinks in a club and play some Beyonce and I'll be fine. But challenge it, accepted. Yeah, <laughs> I'm see you tonight. Duh. I'm <laughs> <laughs> see you at Oil Can Harry's. Um, <laughs> oh, you were all my friends who are texting me. Yes, um, I got lots of DMs. Oh no, he's here. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. They play more Beyonce than any other place, so that's where I go. But you know, it's it's crazy. Dude. The people still just start playing. Don't stop believing every time you walk in somewhere luckily that hasn't happened in a it hot feels minute. like the glee anthem anthem yeah yeah and but we For hear it anyway every time we go anywhere it would that would just play it and now, now i feel like it just follows us like yeah even when you're on an elevator you're like really it's so yeah, wild it. we the first gay club gay club in the u.s chris and i had our first gay club experience in australia <laughs> like anyway <laughs> oh uh, no oh we, it was our last night in Australia. This is not what you asked. Safety uh, dance was great. Ah, uh, safety dance, safety dance. Safety dance. And that mall was stinky, and we were in that stinky. mall all the time. Yeah, but and like all the Christmas episodes, like Santa in that mall. Anytime we were like inside, it was always that mall. It was. Oh yeah, we use that mall for everything, and it smelled so bad. But because it but was, but there was public, a Target, and we would go shopping yes, at Target. We would and decorate our trailers. Yes. Yeah. Remember? We oh, got all yeah. of those fucking stickers. Yes. So much. That glee money at Target. That's good. Oh. Like it. <laughs> <laughs> that tour money went a decent way yeah. at Target. Um, but it was great. Safety dance was great. So, I mean, I think a, a big part. Oh, go ahead. Go no, ahead. I was just saying also the high school we filmed at. We filmed at a real high school in Hollywood. And it's so funny because on TV and like in life, everyone was like, oh my God, Glee's amazing. It's so great. Those kids fucking hated us. And not they would, one of them had ever seen the show. They would bully the shit out of us. Yeah. Like we'd be on the steps being like, Daya! and they'd be screaming yeah. from the staircases that were fenced in like prison. But fair, because we were really fucking up their whole school schedule. 100%. Everyone at Paramount hated us because we would shut down the coffee bean. Oh. The f- six years we were at Paramount, we our trailers were in the parking lot, so we took away a quarter of the parking for the entire lot. Yeah. So people 
Loved it. Also, Loved at that. least you had a parking spot. This bitch did not. And I had to find parking and I hated us too. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. it was just so funny to think that like, oh my God, everyone, like the world is loving Glee. And actually, as we're filming it, we're being bullied by children. Yeah. <laughs> All that, day long. That is very a real. nice tidbit from this conversation <laughs> for sure. So I think part of uh, you being a big part of our lives for so long, I mean, I think it's only fair, right, that we can try to see what's going on in your life now and support you in certain ways. What are the things that you're doing now? How can we go forward and support the work that you're doing right now? Right now and continue to be fans of you and your Glee legacy. Um, Jenna, who played Tina, and I have been doing this Glee rewatch podcast that we were bullied into <laughs> by, a theme here. by people on Twitter. <laughs> we really tried to fight it for as long as possible. Um, but that has been a really incredible experience because we've gotten to talk to so many you cast had amazing and crew. Guests, like, like the guests on that yeah, show. Ryan won't leave us alone. <laughs> He um, should just be the third podcaster. At he this has point. offered. I'm like, I, I was like, I don't think that's a real offer, but sure. He's already been on three times. I He's know. like, I'll come back every season. I'll come back. Yeah. I or, love your Ryan. Like, I love I, it. It's like slightly Tim Gunn. But <laughs> make it work. What do you know? What's going on? Yeah, what's going on? Tell me what you know. Yeah. Who have you seen? Who have you uh, seen? He, what are you doing? He called me by the, I haven't told you this, but he, he called me the first night I was here randomly i'm walking back i'm like what he must be really bored <laughs> and he's like where are you what are you doing i'm like i'm in austin for this tv festival i had a panel on the podcast he's like the glee podcast <laughs> he's like what do they want to know what are, what are you doing i'm like i don't know people are asking questions that's why i'm here <laughs> and now i've learned we got to keep him guessing because before i would just give him all the tea and then yeah. he'd be bored and now yeah. i'm like i gotta like string it along yes yeah. So anyway, yes. The, the podcast has been a great experience because he's set the tone for it. He came on and did like three hours with us. Amazing. Couldn't get him off Zoom and <laughs> used it as a therapy session. And it was really good because then so many other – it gave – it opened up the floodgates because anybody who's come on since has really then used – the podcast as a way to, I think a lot of us had a, a lot of uh, some trauma and because we went through a lot of, you know, dark things. PTSD. Yeah. And <laughs> it has opened up, I think, the conversation to, to be honest and reframe how people think about the show because so our lives changed so much for the better from that show. And we made all these great connections and relationships, but we forget that because some of the stuff online is crazy and terrible, and some of the things we've been through have been terrible. But ultimately, we got to experience life-changing moments yeah. every single day. And the only people that experience that and can understand that are each other. Exactly. And so it's been really selfishly a, a nice opportunity to get us all together and be like, remember all these good things yeah. that happened? Good community catharsis, yeah. for sure. Uh, we got to wrap up for sure. Um, Ashley, how I can just, we... I yeah. just did a Christmas movie, a big gay Christmas movie. Um, it's called what? Holiday Exchange, and it's coming this uh, Christmas, and I can't tell you where, but I oh. know where, and it's very exciting. Oh! Uh, yeah. uh, well, we guessed, and you just not answer? You <laughs> Maybe. Could just... I don't know. Is it the Christmas channel? Is it Oh, no, it's Christmas... been... I, I, I did Hallmark last year, which I love, by the it's way. Bigger. Hallmark, I'll do every movie you ever have it's the best time ever but no it's not that it's a bit a little it's a big uh it's a more adults than that Mm. i shall say and it stars two of my favorite people in the world and it's going to be very exciting but i really actually don't know what i'm gonna say that is a great tease and we gotta follow you on social media to keep (laughs) up everybody thank you so much thank Thank you you for having us ashley bink and kevin McHale. thank you so much for your great questions this was really fun you were so wonderful thank you trevor thank you thank you no it's you 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 thank you cbs austin <laughs> That's good enough. Yeah, now tag for us Ke- on Instagram, tag us. Now for Kevin Solo. <laughs> you have been listening to the TV Campfire Podcast, hosted by ATX TV co-founders Emily Gibson and Caitlin McFarlane, and produced by Jennifer Morgan. This conversation was recorded live at ATX TV Festival Season 12 in Austin, Texas, between June 1st and 4th, 2023. For more information on the festival and becoming an ATX TV member, follow us at ATX Festival or visit atxfestival.com.